So welcome to Start a Business Q&A episode 256, 256. And uh, it is Monday as always, and it's great to be here. Thank you very much. Those of you who are showing up on the replay or watching live, we're here on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. This week, we're going to be talking about communication. It's been over 100, 150 episodes since I covered this topic. Um, we've done obviously variations of it, but it made a, makes a lot of sense to kind of go hard on this particular one. Um, it's going to be a brief one today. It's crazy meetings uh, ahead this afternoon. So I'm going to whiz through for you three things that really are important when it comes to your communication, to your marketing and of your brand on your on, uh, online to make sure that your business gets through to the audience in the right way. So if you're watching right now, do let us know where you're watching from. Let us know if you're part of hashtag team live, if you're watching live or hashtag team replay, if you're watching the replay. Shout out to those who are listening on the podcast or watching on IGTV. And like I say, we're watching live right now. We are on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook uh, simultaneously. So week 256, last week was the big announcement, of course. I've been waiting five weeks to announce that. Um, in five weeks' time now uh, will be the end of Startup Business Q&A, episode 260. Uh, that week in five weeks' time will be the five-year anniversary of this weekly show that's been on every week, every single Monday at this time for five years. So this is the, like, we've got five weeks left, that's it. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So the pivot is that, this live show each week will end across all platforms uh, and the accompanying podcast. And on that same week, we will be launching the or relaunching the YouTube channel. Uh, so my YouTube channel, I will put into the comments after this live stream and you'll be able to continue should you choose to watch me there. So I'll be going, the YouTube channel is kind of allowing me to go really deep in much more produced um, a much more of a produced way on things like uh, uh, like the intricacies of conversion, of selling, of marketing online uh, in the way that I understand it. And, and I think specifically with a thrust on sales and conversion and the things that really work, I'm really excited about breaking down the things that have been worked on, like things I'm seeing by clients, things in the field, really observational, practical stuff. So only, only if you feel you would watch that, please go ahead and subscribe. This sounds like a weird thing to say, but if every, there's a lot of people who want to, to support, which is just so kind. But if you feel you're not likely to watch, don't subscribe. Okay, which sounds weird. Your support means so much. If you want to support me, like, and give me good feelings a subscription doesn't help, okay? A DM saying, as many of you've done, saying good luck with it is amazing. I'm saying I don't want a, a subscription because with YouTube, right, the way it works is if I have subscribers and they don't watch, 
that counts against you. So I'd rather have subscribers that do watch than just people who are being kind. Okay, so it's intuitive to try and say everyone come and subscribe, but don't subscribe if you'd never watch this stuff. There's just no point because it will count against the channel. So uh, unless you're trying to sabotage me, only only sub, uh, subscribe uh, to the channel. Um, you know, if you if you genuinely feel you watch it. Otherwise, just the notes of support are more than enough. So thank you so much, everyone who's been giving me uh, support. I was genuinely a little anxious last week about sharing that it was the end. And I think it's because doing a live show like this for almost five years every single week means that when you decide to end it, it's kind of like, you know, you're cutting an arm off kind of thing. So yeah, this is week one of the final five weeks. Uh, so we're looking at communication. Let's see who's online right now. Well done to everyone who's jumping in. Thank you very much for doing so. Let me know in the comments where you're watching from. So what part of the world and if you're part of hashtag team live or hashtag team replay. So on uh, Instagram, we've got Dries de Winter uh, one uh, watching uh, M Mira one as well. Uh, Becky Velaverde, good to see you here. Sue Gygax, nice to see you uh, watching. Uh, Fatty Papicha, 44. F for Felix, nice name. Uh, Fatty Papicha says hi. Piers Canal, uh, Jason Reitenbach, uh, oh, uh, Toledo40gmail.com as well. Good to see you. <laughs> uh, using your email as an Instagram uh, handle. Interesting. Uh, nice to see everyone here. Thanks so much for watching on Instagram. We have uh, over on LinkedIn, we have Roger Leggett watching from GB himself. Uh, good to see you here. Liz Hamlet, amazing to see you here as part of Hashtag Team Live. Uh, Ahmed is watching. He says hello. Uh, Hussein gives a little emoji wave. Nice to see you here as well. I'm Emolia from Nigeria and uh, heading to YouTube to subscribe. Good. That's awesome. That means that means you're probably going to watch, which is what I'm after. Ginny Limery. Uh, hi, Richard. Having a fight with Facebook. Oh, are you? Oh, dear. Okay. Well, having a fight whilst watching this, I hope, uh, would be marvellous. Good luck with your fighting, uh, Ginny. Shout out this uh, last week to uh, Greg Brenner who won the $100 for the best question. That's right, I do giveaways like this. So it's always good fun to give away the best question or, or um, best comment in the entrepreneur business group, which you can join uh, and part of. And that's um, uh, that was for the best question last week. So $100 goes to him. Uh, if you wanna, if you're on Facebook or, in, uh, or LinkedIn right now, you can see the link underneath down here for the uh, Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. It's free to join, just go to Entrepreneur Business Group, enter the questions and you can join in with four and a half thousand people in there. We are launching a book club soon. I'm in the last steps of getting through everyone who asked if, in, if, if you're interested in hosting it. Um, but just to be clear, if you're interested in, in hosting, volunteering to host the book club, the new business book club, which doesn't have to be just business books, but, you know, related to entrepreneurship and business. If you want to join in and, and be a host, I'm going to actually have changed the parameters slightly. Having gone through a number of conversations with people already, there's going to be two hosts ideally running it together. So if you're interested in volunteering to run the book club so your it's your show basically i'd like to know what's going on but it's your show and of course you pick a book and ideally what it looks like is every first and third week of the month you do a live session in the entrepreneur business group on facebook 
um, and it's your baby, basically. But I want to want it to be with two hosts rather than one. So we have a bit of redundancy built in if something happens and we have, therefore, some continuity going on. But I'd like that to happen. I think that would be really exciting. If you want to do that, DM me. Do not put a comment in because I will not get to it necessarily. So send me a, a comment, uh, sorry, a, a DM saying you'd be interested in the book club and we can talk a bit more about that. If you're a lover of books, you want to, you know, it's a really exciting thing because you get that audience then. You get the opportunity to build out an audience with people who are interested in this kind of thing and lead these fun discussions. So twice a month, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean two books, but it could mean that you do the same book twice or something like that, you know, across uh, different parts of it or something. But the structure becomes yours, uh, but it will be something that happens at least once a month. So it'd be really great to do. And let me know by DM if you're interested in that. Um, back on Greg Brenner, anyway, he, he won the $100 last week for best question um, and uh, about stress. It was really a great question. So you can watch the previous uh, episode to watch that. And what I love is, um, and by the way, whenever people win money, it's completely fine if they pocket it. It's absolutely fine. I have no problem with it. But I do have to say some people have all have said, like, I don't want you to give me the money. I want you to donate it. And the thought that to to instantly think, no, just donate it, please, please, Richard, says a lot about people. So Greg was one of these. He's like so that he mentioned the smile project uh, and uh, he's part of and he knows the chap running it. And so really, he, he said, don't even send it to me. Send it straight to the smile project. So if you are watching, uh, if not, I'll be being in touch anyway. You're going to be getting $100 courtesy of Greg winning last week. So congrats to you, my man. And uh, what a lovely thing to do. Um, I, I believe big believer in donating each each you know month at least some some of your own money. If you're doing well, you should be helping others somewhat. So that's a really nice uh, move of yours, uh, Greg. So if you have a question about communication, you can ask. Uh, go for it. However, what I'm really interested in doing today, because it's a briefer session, because I have this mad meeting to prep for. Um, I'm going to just go through three tips, three things I think you really need to be down on um, around communications in your marketing. So let's start with this first one. If you're taking notes or going to podcast, live show, IGTV replay, whatever you're doing, this is one of the first, this is the first one's really crucial and massively overlooked when you're trying to really get your audience to think, do you know what that person is right for me. And it's to speak to the frustrations that your audience experience rather than just providing a commentary on your space. So everyone you'll ever serve through your service or product will have a number of pain points. No one in the world has no point pain points or, or just one. You'll have a number of pain points there. But what's the main frustration? It might be tiny. It might be a really small thing. But that main frustration, if you're able to fix that for them, is huge. So one thing to really bear in mind, amongst many things, is that if you just provide in your content, in the, in the way you communicate through social or online platforms, um, just a commentary on the state of the industry and what's going on and things like that and how to's and so on. But don't really think hard about what really their actual main frustration is. 
that's, by the way, aligned with the service you provide, um, I think that you're not going to grab them as well as you might. And I believe that based on huge evidence over the eight years I've been doing this across many platforms, because people are all the same. When they have a major frustration, if you have the way in which it can be fixed, that's really gold for them. And you're kind of vanilla in 2021 if you are much like the mainstream and the majority real really uh, because of people not necessarily know knowing what they're doing are simply sharing a commentary like i say on the state of the industry or the space they operate in but go deeper look at what, like what's their frustration rather than you just saying here's what i think about what's going on what's their frustration that you as an outcome of working with you will be solved or or at least alleviated that's everything. And I think the more you talk about that, the more people really realize, the right people at least, really realize that you're right for them. So for instance, for me, I help consultants get clients on LinkedIn. I specifically focus on conversion. And it's not getting cute amounts of uh, you know, engagement or profile views, things like that. That's part of the process. But the focus squarely without hiding is on getting people to step forward. So coming to you and saying, hey, I'd actually be quite interested, please. And then how to then close that. And the frustration I tackle is that of those that use content already and try their best and they get it. They understand there's an opportunity there, but they can't quite get the conversion. There's no, and it's not just that, that doesn't just mean they can't close deals. It means they can't get the people to step forward. And it's quite an art form nowadays because we are very conditioned, like everyone, to what selly or salesy style posts look like. And we just ignore them now, much like an advert. A lot of the time we ignore them. So the elegance required to understand how to get someone to go, actually, I'm going to I'm going to act, you know, what we need to do there is what I focus on that tiny little moment, which arguably is one of the most important moments of conversion is frustrating. Because a lot of people, most people who are in my accelerator, for instance, there's loads of people there who are like, I'm trying. I've been trying for ages. I even get loads of great engagement, Richard, but I can't convert. And that's what's frustrating them because they're putting this time in without the returns they deserve. So I'm speak about that frustration. And what it does is it educates or tells them this is the space I'm operating in. And it means that they're very it's very clear for them where I help. It's very clear where I don't help, but it really, really does make a difference. So it's clarity on your niche, but it's specifically talking about that frustration and how to fix things in it, as opposed to just generally talking about, say, you know, marketing or whatever it might be. So that's a very important thing to, to be aware of. Um, Number two. So the first one is speaking to the frustrations rather than just a commentary on your space. Number two, with your with top three tips of, of for uh, communication in your, in your marketing is awareness. This is different to what I'm saying before, because the thing I'm talking about before is the focus being on the frustration that your prospects are trying to deal with. Now I'm talking about a level of sophistication or, or rather, a better way to phrase it is, is having an aware having awareness of the so level of sophistication that your audience has. 
So what that means is on what level does your audience operate intellectually? Um, what kind of phrasing do they get? Another way of looking at it is what makes them roll their eyes? So what are they cynical about? What would make them go, oh, oh Matt, this is like withered feeling when they see your content? And often a good way to test this is to look at it yourself and say, I'm writing this content. I know that, you know, people would pick up on it. But for me, my God, I would not I would not be interested in this kind of thing. Ask yourself if you really want to post it. And so a good way to a good example of this, right, is. If you write about your world or produce content and different types of uh, use different formats video image you know text whatever and the 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 way you deliver it is on a, on an amateur or basic level well you tend to attract those that need access to the, your topic and who want to understand it on an amateur level or rather who need to understand it on an amateur level simultaneously that will serve to repel those at a higher level, more advanced people, because they will see you as a bit basic. So a level of sophistication I'm talking about isn't just your language, but it's the subject matter. So how deep are you going? What are you really talking about? Are, are the hacks and ideas you've got quite advanced or are they all really rather basic? So think on that. I see a lot of times, for instance, people who are wanting to, I don't know, coach something and they coach what would be chapter one on whatever it is they do. And it's like the real basics. And then they lament over their content, not converting more advanced people who are really willing to spend big on, on taking themselves to the really next level, because the, the truth is they're being too basic. And so I think that's worth really remembering, like how advanced you come across then reflects in how advanced the audience is that you start to attract. And further to that, you need to think about the, like I said, the things that will make them feel a bit cynical. So if I am approaching marketers, online marketers at an advanced level, then the basic bro marketing techniques from 2016 that you see in with all love to it, because it's an amazing book, dot com secrets and things like that. When you use them, this set of people you're trying to target will be like, oh, wow, look, this guy's just like it's, it's like out of kindergarten in terms of his marketing. So think about what's going to make them roll their eyes. What are you really are you operating at the level of sophistication required for the kind of people you're targeting? So. Another good example of this I see a lot is when people are trying to hit, they're going for corporate, so business to business, and they're trying to appeal to senior decision makers who classically might be, say, in their late 40s or 50s. Uh, there's a bell curve of, of age uh, range, of course. But, you know, hypothetically, those businesses that are of a certain size might have, say, that kind of demographic. And so what's interesting is they get worried that they're not getting the right people paying showing attention and being interested in what they do when the content is perhaps too jokey now we need to have fun and we need to appeal 
visually and intellectually and emotionally to an audience. We need to be there for them when they want to have a break and consume something stimulating. But how we come across is important because the question we've got to ask ourselves is, are we being the person they want us to be? So if you make light of your your industry, a lot of people do a good job of, you know, poking fun at the underbelly of their space and like the subculture of it and like having uh, doing skits and things like that on videos. Awesome. But you're going to attract a certain crowd that looks at that as like, oh, I love this kind of thing. I, you know, I, I love that kind of uh, way of approaching, um, uh, you know, things not too seriously. Well, then there are others who are like, you know what? We feel that we want someone who's going to be a bit more, not necessarily dry, but kind of appear a bit more serious. And so you've got to remember that you've got to, it, this isn't about indulging necessarily in what you want to do. If you're trying to target a certain person that isn't aligned with that, one question to ask yourself is, if you're not producing content that naturally aligns with how you are, so if, for instance, I was trying to be super humorous all the time when it's not necessarily my vibe and not, I can't be funny, but it's not the thing I like I lead with, if I couldn't do it, but I, I decided I was going to, I'm not going to attract the kind of people I'm trying to work with. So think about what, what resonates most with what you do. That's something really important to bear in mind. Are you on their level? What do they think about cynically? What do they not believe in? Are you commenting in the right way about that kind of thing in, in, in what you're sharing? So that's the second point on this. And I just think it really is crucial to remember that, that you can really get it wrong and yet you feel you're getting it right. You're sharing loads of great information, but the delivery is such that it doesn't match the kind of person you're targeting. Um, so, but, but just remember, like it, it might be time for you to pivot if you're not getting results you're after, because you may feel you want to target a certain type of person. But if they're not going to see you as credible because your flavor is slightly different to what they tend to like, well, then maybe you could target a set of people with what you're naturally good at uh, doing or, or projecting uh, who would appreciate that more. So that's something to, to bear in mind. Uh, let's look at uh, the third point. So the first one is about speaking to the frustrations of the audience. Second is about awareness for how sophisticated they are and, and tapping into that, into the ways of you communicate. Those of you joining in right now, we are doing just three steps today or three tips on communicating effectively for your brand, for your marketing, just really important considerations. Uh, this is Startup Business Q&A, episode 256. Uh, so we have after today, about four more weeks until we hit 260, which is the five year anniversary, at which point it ends. This is it. Uh, the, it'll be the last four sessions coming one month to go, basically. And then we'll be launching the YouTube channel and pivoting out of these live shows. Uh, the third tip is to share your opinion, not others opinions as much as much as my little kind of get out of jail there. Yes, you can share the views of others. Yes, if you do a podcast, go interview them and share what other people have to say. But especially if you're in the business of building a brand for yourself or if you hold it to uh, hold it true that it is an important thing to do, being a, a conduit between your audience 
and the great ideas of others isn't necessarily going to lift you up so well. It can. There are exceptions. But in the main, if you're trying to direct an audience of people to you or and or your business as, um, uh, you know, a higher thinker, um, um, someone who has an opinion, someone who has an idea, something like that, some, something that is worth following and tuning in for. So then recognize that your audience of followers are going to tend to show up for you and your philosophy and your views on things. Even if you do want to share, I don't know, a quote by someone else. So articulate why you feel you want to share it as well. Why do you believe it was important to uh, curate this bit of content for your audience? Sticking up a quote with nothing else on it often is just all you're doing is you're lifting up the person who quoted, which is fine, but it doesn't necessarily do much for you. So maybe a bit more intentionality is important there. So one thing I've found in really communicating to an audience is that the more I share my opinion, the more I focus on me, which seems really selfish, the more I focus on my ideas, the more people who do follow me really lean in and like it. It will obviously, obviously guarantee that some people won't be interested. But that's the case, whatever you do, you, it's impossible to please everyone. Some people are like, I don't like, I don't agree with this guy, I'm going to go somewhere else. But if they want to go somewhere for other quotes, for instance, or the views of business leaders, well, then they can go directly to the business leader. So exceedingly sparingly, I might share occasionally views of others. And it's not an arrogance thing, but instead it's because if I share my views and opinions in the main all the time, then those that receive it and like what I do are liking specifically what I'm I'm all about. And it means that I'm, again, not just this mouthpiece for others' wisdom and intellect, which also has value, but I am specifically working on getting my voice out there as well. Remember, you have an audience, you have followers, and, and usually that is for a reason. It's because they like what you do. They dig you. You know, something like this. People, I know there are some people who watch every week. They like the show. We've answered over 2,000 questions over the almost five years we've done it, and they're all my answers. And not every one of them is necessarily what people might agree with, but they're my answers. And if people like my answers, they stick around. But imagine if I answered every question every week with now, well, this person has said this, or here's a, here's a way of answering it. This person said this and never had a thought of my own. It might be an interesting show if I said, like, here are the questions from, from the audience this week, and I'll use other people to answer them. It might be quite an interesting angle, but ultimately it doesn't serve to share my opinion so much. So they're the three things I'd really ask you to think about. Like, I think it there's so many, of course, but this has really made a difference for me. Number one, think about the frustrations your audience experience rather than just sharing a commentary on your space. That's really important in terms of what you talk about, kind of your focal point or device for your topics. Uh, awareness, think about the level of sophistication or intellect. How advanced are they? What are they cynical about? What do they roll their eyes about? What does your audience not believe in? What do they 
think to be true and recognize that in how you speak to them. If you want to target a certain set of people, well, then what kind of person do they, what kind of better phrase, what kind of superhero do they really want you to be? Because ultimately, if they're going to buy from you, well, you need to be the best version of their ideal, as opposed to expecting a certain demographic to like like you and fall in love with your philosophy and your way of speaking when actually you're not speaking in a way that's tuned into them. That might be how you present yourself. It might be your style. Might be It might be that you're super energetic. It might be that you're really comical. It might be that you're full of memes. Whatever it is, there's something for everyone, but you do need to align that. And the third thing is sharing your opinions. Really lean hard into sharing your views and philosophies. This is about you taking the podium, hosting the party and, you know, starting conversations rather than just contributing to them specifically with other people's opinions. So that's they're my views there. I really think when you get this right, you really come into your own and you you provide a lot of clarity around the fact that this is what I believe in. This is my voice. This is how I view things. And the audience of people, smaller though it may be, that really love what you do will lean in that much more, as I say. So I hope that helps a bit. That's a really um, something we needed to do for some time. Uh, Ilya Francis uh, has added, very important, the fact that making videos isn't a thing for yourself, but to attract that personal company you want to do business with. It is. And for so many, it's just about self-expression. No problem. It's allowed. <laughs> but for, if you're driving, if you're trying to drive an audience at your business and you indulge only in something that is purely for you, well, don't complain if the ideal people don't fall in step and start showing a level of interest. As you rightly said there, you need to attract a certain set of people. If there's a certain set of people who are going to buy what, you, buy what you're into, well, what would they want? How would they consume it? What books have they read? What cultural references would they know about? You can't sell to digital marketers who are in their 30s and act like you just discovered Simon Sinek and the rest of them. You know, it's so important to remember that there's a level of um, uh, knowledge they probably already have. Really good point, uh, Ilya. Thank you so much. Uh, see who else is here. Simon McAfee watching from Texas. Good to see you here as well. Uh, Aman, uh, wondering if you've heard of Jumpstart and your thoughts in the program. I've heard of it. I'm, I don't know if I can really comment so much on, on the program because I've not gone through it or looked at it in detail. I think if, we, if you look at all of these kind of things, just a good question here, uh, Aman. If there's, there's a whole spectrum of things that can help startups um, from, I mean, I, I was reading uh, the, the, the Launchpad, a book about Y Combinator, for instance, uh, great example of uh, an, like a, an incubator or accelerator, what do they call themselves, an accelerator, um, that really helps startups and they help you know, position you and ask you the right questions and so on and, and scrutinize what you're doing as you as you build a business. All these things can help if you feel they can help. The crucial thing I've said in, in a session in the past for Jumpstart and for other things as well, um, Aman, is don't buy the hype, buy the product you want. And this is something I'm trying to teach my children at the moment. I mean, at the weekend, um, I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. 
they are at the age where they're very susceptible to buying the hype and not the product. So when you get older, you get better at this. I'm not saying you ever, ever get over it. Like buying the product you need is often very different to buying the hype that you want to buy. So, and it, what it feels like is you often feel like, oh, I just, I need this thing. I mean, lusting for this product and you really, really want it, but you don't actually need it at all. It won't help your business. And often it can be a crutch or something that just kind of will make you feel better about the fact you're, you're not doing what you should. Uh, a classic example being people who aren't doing necessarily very well with their sales, specifically those who aren't applying themselves enough, they're not on the pitch taking action, will be buying the hype around sales courses and sales books and sales this and sales that, rather than what they actually need, which is to not distract themselves with these things that are hyped up to make it look like they'll solve their problems, but actually they know enough and they need to just go and get get on with it. And that's often the case. Some people need to get this knowledge because they don't know what they're doing. Often people do know what they're doing and they want an excuse to not do it. Uh, and so you've got to watch here. My answer to if jumpstart's any good uh, would be the same to almost anything, which is if you genuinely need it, it would probably be quite good. Um, often with things like this, uh, people buy for the hype. Uh, they, they, they buy into the idea of this kind of thing because it's like maybe that will that will fill some more time and be another reason why I can legitimize the fact I'm not doing what I should. It's just one point of view, uh, but that's that's how I, how I look at it. Uh, we have uh, Alberta from Atlanta. Good to see you watching here as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Days has said, uh, huge fan, my man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I uh, really do. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. So this has been episode 256. Next week, episode 257, Four to go. That's it. I mean, it's five years and we are done. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching this week. I really appreciate it. Like I said, it's a shorter one, but I hope this was useful. Thank you as well to the amazing Restream. Uh, if you want to try out a pro account, I can't, I can't um, uh, recommend it enough for live streaming or for recording video or indeed separate channel audio for things like podcast or really high quality um, uh, video uh, production. The nice thing about Restream is you can record at a higher level of um, uh, resolution than than um, mainstream uh, video chat software, which you can record through, let's just say, without naming any names. So I just think that's really worth bearing in mind, the pro account, or on me, you can actually get $10 free credit uh, with a free account if you go to restream.com, sorry, .io, slash join slash Richard Moore. So really, really appreciate it. And I also appreciate raw success over on uh, Instagram saying, hello, Benjamin Button, you defy aging. I'm 40. I appreciate you thinking that. That really is amazing. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day, everyone. Thanks for watching. Uh, this has been episode 256 of Startup Business q and I'll see you in the week if I do, but otherwise have a great Monday. Uh, see you later, Instagram. And thanks so much all of those watching over at Facebook and of course, LinkedIn.